0: The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight we discuss the cosmic egg and the primordial questions. Where are we? Who are we? Why are we here? Where are we going? Aristotle once said, He who seeks the truth must doubt everything. And even Descartes said... In order to determine whether we can know anything with certainty, we first have to doubt everything we know, and I hope we can doubt everything we have been taught in school and entertain new perspectives with an open mind. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, Want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback? Just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. I always love to hear from you. From the words of tonight's special guest, Quote, I am a student of syncretism, which is the science of harmonizing the different teachings, cultures, sciences, religions, and philosophies from current schools of thought, as well as from the ancient mystery schools Over the last couple of years I have dedicated my life to trying to piece together the workings and mysteries of our collective reality. Where are we? What are we? Why are we here? And where are we going? The fundamental idea behind the syncretism is that the answers to these questions do not belong to any one culture, race, religion, or book, but in fact encoded across the full spectrum of our collective reality within this realm. My geocentric cosmic egg model is based on the idea that our entire universe is inside an electromagnetic X-shaped Taurus field, with Earth running inside, diametrically across it. It is my understanding that there are other lands, dimensions, and civilizations yet to be discovered across and within the plane of our Earth. His name is Martin Kenney, and his YouTube channel is linked at VeritasRadio.com. Martin joins us directly from Southampton, England, UK. Hello, Martin, and welcome to Veritas. How are you?
1: Um, hi, Mel. Uh, that was a fantastic intro. Thank you very, very much. I'm very humbled by your uh, your grand um, intro. I'm very well, thank you.
0: <laughs> and you are not Martin Kenny, the Irish Sinn Fein politician, right?
1: No, no. Far from it. Far from it. Um, I'm actually originally from, from Africa. I'm originally a Zimbabwean.
0: Okay. Well, you were highly, highly recommended by several people, by the way. And I did watch your presentations. And it's one of those things, folks, that sometimes you have to open your mind to new perspectives and completely shatter the paradigm of those things that you have been taught in school. So I hope that, like I said before, open your mind and entertain all this data. And I know it's going to probably be tough, Martin, because a lot of the stuff you put it in visuals. So we're going to just speak tonight and do it in a way where people can understand it. And later, after they listen to the interview, they can go to your to your YouTube channel and watch the presentations. But I'm very curious. How did this begin for you? What was your aha moment? Tell us about your story.
1: Well, my story began about um, two years ago um like most people today i uh well it began before that i got into conspiracy theories about five six years ago and uh it was all kicked off by you know questioning 9-11 and then the sumerian text stuff came out ancient aliens um and i got heavily into that but just more like a hobby more than anything else entertainment just in my spare time uh and then one day um I was perusing through the internet on, on YouTube, just looking for something to, to, um, to, to watch or, or fill in some space. And, uh, this, uh, flat earth, uh, video popped up on my suggestions. And like most people, I, I sort of sniggered and laughed off and thought, Oh my goodness. You know, is this for real? Like people actually believe the earth is flat. I can't believe this is even a topic. But I thought, well, as I'm doing nothing, I'll just watch it for entertainment value more than anything else. And um, by the way, during this time, I was going through a a mental breakdown, I suppose. My life wasn't going too too great at the time. Uh, might call it a midlife crisis. I was looking for something. I was feeling empty. The meaning of life. I just wasn't feeling great about life. And I was seeking or questioning You know, what what is the point? Why are we here? What what is all of this? But anyway, the video came up. It was Dave Murphy doing the uh, Macedonian interview, Flat Earth. So I I turned it on and I started watching and and sniggering and laughing and mocking, you know, on my own. But within 15 minutes of watching it as as, as explaining, um, you know, the whole Flat Earth, uh, his perspective on it, um, many things sort of started to ring true, and I stopped laughing and I started paying a bit more attention. And I remember thinking to myself, why is this making sense? This should not be making sense because this is ridiculous. There is no way the Earth is flat. There's no way. It's just not possible. But I thought, well, I'm just going to stick to it and listen to it because you know I claim to be open-minded, so I'm going to entertain it. Uh, and after listening to that for the first hour. I was truly, truly well confused. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this is uh, this is crazy. This is making more sense than it should. This is not as silly or as uh, ridiculous as I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of scientific proof in what he's saying. He's not a crazy guy. He sounds like a reasonably sane, intelligent man. So why is he saying these things and where is this coming from? And, uh, cut a long story short, I decided to go on a journey to try and debunk this flat earth, like most flat earthers do. Um, you know, I said, what well, I'm going to prove that it's not flat because I realized I knew nothing about the um, heliocentric model that we're taught. I knew very little of it. So as I was listening to Dave, he seemed to know a lot more about the heliocentric model, how big it is, how far away the sun is, how many rotations, how far away the moon is, how everything, all the details. And I thought, well, you know he, he knows more than me, so why am I defending something that I know very little about? And that's where my journey began. So needless to say, after about, it didn't take me long, about uh, four or five days, um, it just became apparent to me that um, geocentric model of where we are makes way more sense than the heliocentric model.
0: And as you know, Martin, uh, the Flat Earth topic is probably... If not the most divisive and and controversial topic uh, these days, at least that's the way I see it. I get attacked by doing it all the time. I'm probably one of the few alternative radio people who discuss it with an open mind all the time. So we have people who love it and we have people who hate it. So those who hate it, please stand by. We have other topics to discuss next week, but for those who love it, well, this is going to be a great one. You know, even those who don't like to discuss the flat earth topic, they will enjoy our talk because we have discussed the inner earth, Shambhala, Hyperborea, Mm -hmm. New Jerusalem, fill in the blanks. You know, this is important and you discuss it too. Now, I'm going to start with a very powerful question that may not seem related, but I think you've found the answer. What is the meaning of
1: life? So for me, the meaning of life is to experience, to learn, to share, to grow, and then to move on. Those are the five um, core principles that I've, I've tagged to the meaning of life. We are all here experiencing this reality. Every single one of us is experiencing something, no matter where you are on earth or in the universe. You are experiencing a reality of some kind. So there's meaning to that. The second part is learning. From the day you are conceived, the day you are born, you are on a journey of learning. You learn how to talk, how to walk, how to read, how to write. You learn about where you are, who you are, why you're here, your family. You're constantly learning. Even when you think you're not learning, you're learning every single day, every second, every moment. Um the uh third part is um sharing. You know, we as humans we have an innate um you know need to want to share, share information, share knowledge. Hence we are on these platforms, Facebook, telephones are, are big parts of our lives because we are a species of wanting to share. Um and then there's 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 growth. So again, with learning, with experience, with sharing you are growing and there's an element of decay you 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 are born you live you experience you learn you grow and then we all die that is a truth that we we can all agree on you know there's no conspiracy theory there every one of us is going to pass on to something else um that's not this reality into another reality of some kind so that's the the moving on part and that's how i explain the meaning of life
0: Does this give space to the concept, and again, folks, you know I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but the concept of reincarnation, creation, experience, growth, and moving on, almost like a reset. Do we start again?
1: Absolutely. That is my inner standing, for sure. Um, You know, and all cultures and all religions pretty much allude to this, if you read them in the right context, for sure. Uh, The Bible, the Vedic scriptures... Um, all ancient spiritual cultures, the, the, the Dogon tribes, the Kemetic Egyptians, the Nordics, the Celtics, they all talked about this concept of reincarnation coming back. Um, so for sure, there is a, that whole thing of growing and moving on. Every time you incarnate, you are a better version of what you were in your previous life or you should be. Uh, this is where things concepts like karma come into effect, uh, universal laws. Um, coming into effect. So there are many things at play. Um, And this karma thing, I think, is a good one to tag because this also plays into why we've been lied to about where we live, because it has a lot to do with controlling this reincarnation concept.
0: I will dive into your presentation in a moment, but this is probably the most frequently asked question that I get from people who discuss this topic of the flat earth Why? Why are they keeping it secret? If it's true, and I haven't seen the ball, I haven't seen the the concave earth, I have not seen the egg, but I'm open-minded. Why the secrecy if there's indeed a secrecy taking place right now?
1: Well, like all secrets and all lies that we're told, power and control. Knowledge is power. If you limit knowledge, you have the power. You control um, whoever you're limiting that knowledge from. So um, (laughs) to cut a long story short, there was a time when everyone knew that the earth was flat and everyone knew the true construct of where we are and the magnificence of where we are. Um, Unfortunately, the flat earth, because we're only starting to rediscover this truth, um, the information is very limited. But this Earth is far larger and far more diverse than even the heliocentric model promotes because the spinning ball model actually promotes that we are alone. We're on this ball. We're lost in space and there's nothing else. And only the authorities can save us. NASA will find um, extraterrestrial lands and extraterrestrial beings and technologies and government. So we're reliant on authority. So we have no choice but to, to follow. However, when you know the true construct of our flat earth and you realize that there are lands here on earth beyond uh, in places that we haven't rediscovered yet, that there are beings that live on this vast plain, not so far away from where we are. You then realize how it's easy to or why it's necessary for the controllers or the elite who've been running this realm to lie to us um about about where we are but also on a spiritual level um it is my understanding or my inner understanding rather that um the laws of reincarnation um dictate that um we all have free will we're all free to choose but we're not free from the consequences of our choices so for instance um if 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 i died right now Um, I, I think the universe would ask me, what do I want? This is the scenario that I picture. This is hypothetical. It's theoretical. I'm not saying it's fact, but this is how I've come to understand it. You are then asked, what do you want to do? Because you have free will. Now, if I only know that I live on a spinning ball and this is the only place that I know, this is what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to come back to Earth because I don't believe there's anything else in the universe or anywhere else in the universe to go right i've limited my choices so that's a choice i've imprisoned myself back to this place however if you know that there are other lands hyperborea shambhala eden you know you know other beings and civilizations you can choose to experience a different reality in your next incarnation right so you now have freedom of choice you have more choice But no one can give you that choice. You have to make that choice. So knowledge is power. Control the knowledge. You have the power. You control the people.
0: So why is it that we believe that the ancient ones were these soulless savages? And in reality, they knew more about the universe than we do today. Or did they?
1: Yes, they certainly, certainly did. I think it's becoming more and more apparent. Uh, Many researchers are starting to... uh, conclusively uh, you know prove that the ancient civilizations were far more advanced than we are today you know the pyramids in Egypt all the pyramids around the world basically um, Sumerian texts um, you know all the mythologies about um, vermanas spaceships uh, beings that once visited the earth um, technologies that we have forgotten so definitely in past ages we were, uh, a lot more advanced than we are now. It is also my understanding that everything is cyclical. We go through cycles. Just like we have seasons here on Earth, we have summer, we have autumn, we have spring, we have winter, we also have seasons of consciousness. So the Vedics speak about the four Yuga cycles, um, the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, and the Iron Age. Those are seasons here on Earth in our universe that we go through. So what we've been through recently, or what we are in now, is the Iron Age. We're in the Dark Age. We're in the winter of consciousness. Hence, the world is such an ugly place. It's cold. We're frozen at the moment, consciously. So we're at the lowest peak of consciousness. So even though we tend to think we are far more superior than past cultures, we're not. We might be more technologically advanced, but technology, intellect, and gnosis knowledge are two different things. Just because you have technology does not make you more superior. Um, those are things we, we, we have to be very careful about. Uh, there's artificial intelligence and there's natural intelligence. So we've lost natural intelligence and we've somewhat gained artificial intelligence. And even that's been limited, by the way. So now we're on the upward curve. We're now starting to awaken, hence this whole thing of, the awakening we are starting to rediscover things we're starting to wake up to to many things that have been hidden from us for you know thousands of years we are we're waking up because we're ascending consciously heading out of the dark age the winter of consciousness into um the autumn the uh, the bronze age as the vedic indians would say
0: I'm glad you talk about the yugas and the cycles because I'm a firm believer. And again, I don't know this one. I'm going to believe because I don't have the facts. But when I look at the megaliths around the world, the pyramids and everything else, I think they must have had technology that we cannot even come close to today. And we've tried to replicate a lot of these accomplishments and we just cannot. So I think that perhaps something happened, a dark age, a cataclysm, that wiped out the knowledge that was there available to us at the time. And either it disappeared and we we began, we did a reset. So we started from sticking sticks and stones again, or they actually hid the information from us. And that's what we're separated by languages, by cultures, by everything else that keeps us separate today. Your take on that.
1: I 100% agree with everything you've just said. It's a bit of both actually. So there was a reset. There was a a cataclysm of some sort that happened where we descended from the Golden Age into the Iron Age as we fell. And there were a few people who call themselves the Illuminati or the Watchers who, for some reason, whatever reasons, they, they kept some of this knowledge. They knew a lot of this knowledge. But instead of sharing it with the survivors of this cataclysm, they decided to keep it within their own close circles. Again, knowledge is power. So they could control this new paradigm that we're coming into. So all the souls that were born during the time after the cataclysm would only know what they are taught by those that are already there. And those that are already there, um, the ones in control, will have the knowledge. So you will only know what you are taught.
2: Thank you for listening.